So, before we get started, I just want to introduce myself. Um, my name is Avery Elford. Um, this with me is Steve Rosinski. We're Hi. both uh, poor and struggling and terribly unfunny <laughs> college students. Uh, in a drafty room right now. In a drafty room where you will hear plenty of buses uh, coming and going behind us. Um, gazing at the paneled spaghetti tile. The oh, ceiling that just looks like ground beef. Yeah, white ground beef. That's great. <laughs> All, All right. right. So, um, what do you want to start with? We start. I mean, I was going to start with the Oilers, and then they got killed two nights in a row. So we could talk about McDavid. Well, we can talk about McDavid because because he, he did score a goal last night, and who doesn't like some delicious, beautiful Connor <laughs> McDavid, who was one lottery ball away from. Going playing the Sabres? Uh, playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, <laughs> you know, you can say that with the Flyers, too, all right. No, I mean, we were literally one lottery ball away. Once the balls had fallen, we were the number one. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I just I choose not to think about it at this point. Um, um, yeah, but we'll talk about McDavid just because, you know, he's back. He's scoring, and, I mean, honestly... If there's any Oilers fans listening to this, which, I mean, it would be a miracle if anyone was listening, but <laughs> just, to, just to cheer them up, just to give them a glimmer of hope. Talk about McJesus. Just talk about McJesus. I mean, so he's been back for, what, four games now? And yep, after breaking that collarbone. There you go. And scored the lone goal, what, yesterday? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yesterday when the Oilers lost 8-1 to the New York SUVs. SUVs. Uh, The the New York every KHL team based on that arena. Like, even with McDavid coming back, that guy Drizadel, Dr. Dre, he's been doing pretty good, you know? He's been doing pretty good, but, you know, I'm I'm more excited just to see Everly and McDavid click because he was hurt at the start of the year, and this is his first time playing with him. So you've got... Two guys who I think actually had the potential to click that you never really saw playing earlier in the year who, I mean, I don't know. If hell freezes over and the Oilers are competitive next year and the team can stay healthy, I mean, you might see a good one-two punch that, you know, you've got as a product of one of your other first overall picks finally reaching... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Finally finally emerging into his prime. And McDavid, who, I mean, it might be a hot take, but I think he's already one of the top players in the league. You know, I was thinking, like, if McDavid came back from this collarbone thing and he was just a shell of what everyone thought he I would mean, be. I like, mean, the, the good news is that it's not like that's definitely. not a longer lingering injury. I would be more worried, like, my heart... Stopped when Neilander <laughs> went down. Oh no, totally. And I think that, you know, seeing that you knew that he was going to come back and still be a dominant player and still really drive the play on that team that really doesn't have anyone else doing anything should be. I mean, Taylor Hall, Yakupov. Um, I mean, Nugent, Nugent Hopkins, Fig Newton Hopkins. Okay, <laughs> that's what we're going with. Yeah, or Justin Schultz on the back end, super five-star cowboy yeah. Justin Schultz. The other question that I want to ask, which is, I mean, really the only point in even bringing up McDavid at this point, which is, you know, does he have a shot at the Calder anymore, or is that kind of like that ship has sailed? Because, I mean, you look at Panarin, who's got 52 points in 56 games, and, you know, Eichel, I think, is out of the conversation, but Larkin's killing it in Detroit. Domi's look good. Shane yeah. Gostaspear, which Ghost I, know, I know he's your boy, but oh my God. I think that... He's got a point streak going. I mean, he's got 27 and 33, and he's sixth, sixth amongst Flyers defense yeah. in ice time. I mean... Oh, dude, like, you look at um, like somebody like Dylan Larkin, who they're saying is going to replace like that suit down the road and stuff like that. I mean, I think that it's just it's interesting to finally see that coming into play for the Red Wings who I just really for the longest time it was all the these guys guy. it's, it's these guys who 10 years ago in my mind were 35 years old and are oh, still yeah. playing and are still like 36 or 37 Shane Doan I thought he was old 
in 2006. Mm, he's mm, he's kind of old now. He's kind of old. What is he? 39? 39. Yeah. 39. Um, I think that, you know, the Red Wings are just, you know, a bunch of, you know, less bum Shandones bum at this Shandons. point. So, so it's, who, it's a slow transition, Franz. I don't even know. Is Franz playing? I think he's done. Yeah. I mean, he's just, you Those know. Those concussions. Dude, yeah. That really bad. I think really did him in. But oh, I think yeah. when you look at the Red Wings coming up and just what they're looking at in the future, I think that it's just, you know, to have a guy like Larkin come in this year and put on the show that he's putting in, I think, you know, especially for that team in transition, you know, moving away from Mike Babcock and moving into, you know, a new coach, you know, a similar enough system, you know, where he was with Grand Rapids for, you know, all those years and they were playing a similar system, you know, all throughout I think that that was less of a transition as much as it just might have been like, I don't think that team has that much of an identity other than, you know, they're a team right now that still you have as a more or less lock for the playoffs, but you don't really have a lock to really do much of it. Yeah, like get past maybe the first round. Right. I mean, you had them and the Bruins two years ago and nothing really came of that. And then who, who was it last year? I think something with... Um, oh, it was the Lightning. No. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was. It was the Lightning in the first round. Yeah. And, I mean, they were a team that you know, that you knew, you know, who they were. You knew they had a good chance. You knew they were hungry after getting swept by the Canadians the year before. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that the Wings are maybe a year or two away from, you know, either falling out of, you know, yeah. whatever identity they have left with that aging core... And like you know, this is the transition yeah, period that you need to have. A rebirth. Like, it's kind of a fifty-fifty thing right now because you see they still have you know the older parts of the core that are still around, but the new guys coming in, and a lot of those, a couple of the top six uh, positions are still taken up by people like Zetterberg and Datsuk. Right, right. Who are still, I mean, really good. Yeah, yeah. contributing. If not, you know, with Datsuk injured, yeah, off and on, which you know I'm sure That's hasn't helped them. But, you know, it does give them a chance to, you know, adapt and maybe figure out what's going to go on with that team once these guys step out. Who's going to step up? And, I mean, there's a lot of question marks with them in regards to... uh, Now you could bring bring back Damian Brunner, right? Well, we could. Uh, The ambulance is going on behind us. I don't know if that's going to show up. But that's one thing that you're going to have to deal with as long as we're recording in here. Um, yeah. Buses, uh, ambulances, um, our shitty voices. I guess this podcast is explicit officially. It has, you know, the, it has the red E. It's got that, that punk grunge feel. It's got know? that punk, punk, punk grunge red E feel. You know, we're in this, you know, as we stated before, drafty ass room with our chalkboard. Yeah, and... <laughs> you know, outside we'll have. Are, are we now? The question is: Are we the podcast version of every underground punk band that can't really sing, but you just kind of go <laughs> along with it? You can thrash. If your we head get to more it than twelve listeners, I'm sure they'll be thrashing their heads to it. Oh, totally. Well, that's a lot of sirens. Um, I think it adds. A nice all right, so I just want to transition now to. You know what I want to talk about? What? <laughs> I want to talk about, and this has been making me angry because I just have a vendetta against Brodor. Every time I go on to NHL.com... What, it's just it's just fat, retired Brodor? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. They're talking about fucking fat, retired Brodor on the I mean, shittily I mean, okay, format. okay, okay, okay. I read this, you know, obviously his jersey is getting retired this, uh, this week. I don't know if Lou Lamorell is going to be there. But, oh. I mean... I was just reading up on, you know, the events and stuff going around um, New Jersey this, you know, week sort of leading up to it. I thought it was really cool that he was there to drop the puck. Did you see the the ceremonial puck drop between uh, the goalies? Uh, between Holpe and Schneider. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> and Broder dropped the puck. See, I thought that was neat. You know, you've got him... He probably um, wanted to pounce on top of Schneider, though. He was he was a little, still a little steaming. Still a little steamy that his, like, 42-year-old ass, <laughs> like, couldn't keep his save percentage above 900. Oh. 
I mean, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't hear that. Eventually, I'm, I'm sure he will. Um, he comes be back. tuning in. Oh, um, <laughs> no, but I mean, they're holding a lot of great events. You know, um, Denise Bruder photography photography program. Um, oh yeah. Today, this that happened this afternoon. Um, you know, New Jersey Hockey Clinic, um, the Salute Statue and Veil, Devils and Rangers Viewing Party. Uh, you know, there's enough going around there that, you know, kind of makes me happy that they're making... Amends, kind of. <laughs> well, and also that they're kind of making enough of this in, yeah. I think, a city that is, or, you know, even a state that is so starved for... Anything, anything really anything. good beyond Corey Schneider to happen to their team. Ginger Because, Corey I mean, what the hell is going on yeah, there? It wouldn't I have mean, to be. The, the cupboard is so... If Schneider manages to just drag this team Anywhere by the seat of their collective them. pants into the playoffs this year, they owe him everything. Because, I mean, when you look at this team... Oh, you got I mean, uh, Kalanen. He's he's one of their only up and coming guys who yeah. might be an impact player at some well, point. I mean, you have Pavel Zaka, who they picked this year. Oh, I won the flags um, to get him. You know, Larson, yeah. Mackenzie Blackwood. I would say, but I mean, he's a goalie, and you've got Schneider, and he wasn't great at the World Juniors this year. So, and you got I mean, Scott Wedgwood stuck behind Yan Denis in the minors. Oh my. Yeah. Wait, Yan Denis? Yeah, he's in the minors. And Does then, he play for Albany? Yep. Holy shit, dude. There's this guy named Rod Pelly who used to play. On, if you look at their roster, like the Albany Devils roster, it's like half the team's above 27. I mean, you need some farmhands down with the prospects, yeah. but it's pretty so, bad. So it's just, it's just the AHL version of the Devils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who last time I went to see them at the Pru... Scott Gomez was their first line center. This oh, was this was last year when they beat the very very bad Leafs. And back in um, the day, the early late two thousands, I remember they like they got Steve Gianta on the team. Right now, they used to have uh, Zach Parise's brother in net, who was absolutely horrid, John Parise or something. For for Albany. Yep, and they had Dan McGillis, who they signed in two thousand six for like. Back then, it was like three point five million, which was a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just Burry. checking now. At, like yeah, three years. It was horrible. Yeah, Anthony, Scott Wedgwood. Holy shit. Yeah, that's pretty. That, things are worse than you think. <laughs> Which is it's just it's just depressing, more or less, to look at the birthdays on this team. <laughs> 1990, 1989, 84, 91, 91, 89, 88, 85, 87. Like, <laughs> give me a break. Dude. I mean, who the hell? Who do they you got know, obviously, I see no. Devils fans around here going oh, to yeah. school in New Jersey. And I see, like, okay, I see people with, like, Adam Henrique shirts. I mean, I'm like, that's your guy? I'm like, Adam Henrique is your guy? Like, that is the most, like, white bread guy that I could imagine. Like, the the devils are just the white bread of the NHL. The bargain white bread You want some some sunbeam white bread? You go you go to a devil's game. You go to the right? Prue. You go to the, the Prue. Maybe you see a couple of Satan six 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 jerseys <laughs> and a load of Clarkson jerseys. Oh God, why would they be there? But just like packing Eliash. I mean, here's the thing. I think that this is what summarizes the Devils better than anything is the fact that I had a moment earlier in the season when I was looking at the roster and I was like. Who the hell is Andy Green? And I looked him up, and he's their captain. He's I mean, if you like, I mean, if you need any more of an indication as to what that team is right now, and what that team, you know, even is plan wise, that's that summarizes it. They need Dave Schlemko to go on a, str- a red hot streak. Okay. I mean, David Schlemko scored yeah. against the Leafs the other night, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, is he elite? Uh, who knows? Who knows? We gotta see. Uh, oh, oh! The other thing that I wanted to mention is that the Broder Jersey retirement is being hosted by Doc Emmerich. Wow! Wow! Everybody's favorite, Marty Broder. <laughs> just, just God. like a, just like a furiously horny Doc Emmerich. Isn't that? Host- <laughs> I can only imagine his voice. You know, nothing- the 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 other the only thing that would make it greater is if you had. Doc hosting it, but then you had Pierre Maguire trying to pump up the crowd like he was at the All Star game. I don't know if you. What did I know you didn't watch the All Star game? Yeah, but just talking to 
players who obviously wanted nothing to do with him and just trying to pump up the crowd. And I'm like, all right, your head already looks like a turtle. He looks like the. I was. The, have you ever seen uh, Master in Disguise? I have not, but I was. I was, oh I was going more like along the, the lines of the phallic symbol. Oh, well, I mean, he just looked like like an erect penis, just trying to you know get that Nashville crowd more riled up than it already was about John Scott. You know what I saw about Pierre Maguire on um, our hockey? People were trying to like, oh, people were trying to um, like convince a whole other crowd of people that Pierre Maguire had autism for how bad he was in social situations, like. In the World Juniors, it was like when he was like, "Can you believe it? I can't, can't because can't. of it." And you hear him trying to Jordan Haberlin, Canada ties it. Can you believe it? I can't. <laughs> and everybody's going crazy, and you hear his muffled voice trying to explain some just, analytical shit. Like, and he's people are just going nuts, just ruining one of the greatest <laughs> broadcasting moments. And I mean. Oh, Everybody has beat that to death at this point, but I just needed to get that in because. <laughs> you I mean, if you, if, if you don't bash Pierre and his phallic dome. Yeah. Piece. Now the other the, the the other question I wanted to ask is is Lou Lamorello going to be at Marty Broder's jersey retirement? I think because of how long he was there, even if he's salty as hell, he's got to go. Or that's that's going to be even worse. Like he could never go back if he didn't go to like his golden child's banner raising. Like, when you think of the Devils... Oh, oh, no. He, I, I just looked it up. He is going. <laughs> oh, he definitely should be. Jeez. That'd be so bad PR for him. Well, who needs PR when you're Lou Lamorello? I mean, I don't have a crystal ball or anything. Oh, 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 that's the other thing that I tried to mention. No, that I tried to look up. So, I looked up Lou Lamorello crystal ball. Oh, yeah? Just, just to see, because that was my favorite. That was my favorite, just snarky Lou response yeah. in regards to what he predicted for the outcome of the Leafs season. And he's just, well, I don't have a crystal ball or anything. So <laughs> I looked that up, right, just to see if I could find the exact quote. Yeah. And I got like a million results dating back to like 2008 of him saying it, of him just saying oh, stuff it's about a crystal balls. Signature Lamorello. So it's just signature, just snarky Lou Lamorello. Apparently, oh, that's amazing. That now dude. I'm just coming to appreciate because he's with the Leafs. I, I told you that one. Like I don't think he's like adv- like he's inadvertently making like a joke out of himself. Well, nobody takes him as a joke, but when he was <laughs> like. <laughs> 2006 when he took over I told you about this him in his like bo- World War 2 bomber jacket and oh when he took over behind the bench for like the first out of like a million times yeah <laughs> just every time something goes moderately bad he's like okay I'm Take gonna go behind over. the bench also the Leafs game that I was at versus the Devils last year was one of the first games after that so you just got like future Leafs GM Lou Lamorello and Adam Oates and whoever the hell else behind Scott that bench. Stevens. God, Scott Stevens <laughs> coaching like this like barren shell of a team <laughs> that had just traded away like Yager. Oh man, and had Scott Gomez as their first line center. And I know that you know totally. it's a less ugly situation behind the bench. You know Schneider's had a really good year. Uh, you know, rentals like Stepniak have impressed, but I still... Stepniak I, should be a rental, you know? Like, I mean... He's a good player. But, but, but here's... here's. I mean, I would say that I'm worried about this, but I'm not. I just want to see the Devils kind of implode, but... <laughs> yeah. They, you know... Weren't they Might be stupid enough to buy at the deadline. Like, that's that a thing was... that I honestly... I honestly believe that they might be stupid enough to buy at the deadline... They would be scraping, like, the paint chips from the bottom of the cupboard I out mean, to, like... if we're being honest, I could interest them in a gently used P.A. Parento oh, yeah. if the price was right. You know, especially if the price was, like, a nice little second-round pick second that pick. if the Devils do, slash, when they do miss the playoffs... When they do. You know? You know, talking about trading... It's not that like, bad. That, do you remember... Reading about when someone would get traded but for an eighth and a ninth round pick when they used to have twelve, like eleven or twelve. I mean, rounds. it was still was, it was something. <laughs> but now, I mean, like you know, 
it's interesting to me that a second round pick is like basically no longer a thing at the trade deadline. I mean, everyone used to be able to trade for a second round pick, oh, yeah. but now it's like, you know, if you look at the Leafs, like a definite seller team, yeah. who are they going to get a second round pick for the deadline? I mean, Parento, maybe. I yeah. still think, yeah, or they package him with someone else and, you know, manage to get a second. But, you know, in years past, you might have guys like Sean Mathias, like, you know, barely used Brad Boys. Guys yeah. like that could go for a second. I mean, I remember the last, like, huge Leafs fire sale was the year that they, you know, had Stepniak on their team and traded oh, him for yeah. a second-round pick, which was, I also think, the year that they got him from the Blues for Alex Steen. Oh, that trade. <laughs> which, you know, reeks of... Well, you know, <laughs> Alex Steen might be producing there, but they're not going past the first round. I mean, so. but that's just a given in St. Louis. Just a given. Imagine a Blues fan hearing this. Well, they Maybe. know. They're used to it after they all They know! <laughs> oh, God. The pain. Um, you know, I want to talk about... The Hurricanes, if you're okay to move on. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, just because I think that... They're holding the wild card spot. You know, no, they're not, it's a actually. bit unfair of me to talk about the Devils, who, you know, have 59 points through 53 games and say, they're probably going to miss the playoffs. And, you know, try and pump your tires about the Hurricanes, who have 57 points through 54. But it's yeah. like... I think that this is a team... That, you know, they've been hot since the new year. You know, they're 8-4-4, four, and four, which you look at, you might shrug, but it's a 102-point pace. Yeah, you, think, you know? You think they got moxie. You think they got some moxie. I, think, I mean, I think that, you know, they've just been sunk by goaltending. I, I mean, they're, they're you know, 23rd in the league in goals uh, for per game. Yeah. But they're leading the East in shots against per game. It's just, you know... Up until recently, at least, you know, they couldn't stop a puck. I mean, Eddie Lack's got a 901 on the season. Ward's got a 905. Yeah. I mean, you look at that and just, I mean, that's just not good enough. You know, in a league where the average is like a 916 now. Yeah. But, I mean, Lack's been good, like, his past. I mean, he's he's a younger guy. I don't, would you I mean, consider you think, him You a think prospect? he's younger. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at his age, I think he's like 28 or 29. Oh, my God. Why is this happening? Which, I, I mean, I suppose isn't too old for goalies, but, I mean... Oh, it's pretty he's old. He's 28. He's 28. 28. He's, like, where he should be. What, yeah, what I mean, Cam I think Ward that, at 28, but I'm, you know? Well, Cam Ward is... I don't think that... My hot take on Cam Ward is that I don't think he's been very good for a lot of years now. Oh, yeah. I just... I mean, he's a career 909. I want him to be good, too. I just want to think of him as a good But, player. I mean, you look at Lack, and I still... I don't think that that's a lost cause in Carolina. I mean, he's got two shutouts in his last five games. I mean, well, one was against the Leafs. You think about... <laughs> I don't think that uh, the Hurricanes have any, like, good goaltending prospects. No, coach. no. I mean... You look at you. I think you mentioned this before. You look at the unrestricted free agent class for goalies this year, and you look at. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> for the Hurricanes to pick someone up, but I mean, you gotta ditch Cam Ward. And yeah. I mean, I hate to go back to the Leafs, but there's one situation that makes sense to me, which is oh. if you if you were the Leafs, if yeah. you were the Leafs, do you do you call the Carolina Hurricanes and do you say, "Hey, this guy is not impressed this year. He's been riding the pine." Quite a bit, but can we interest you in a Jonathan Vernier at 4.5 for one more year after this, who might be able to steal you more games? And we take Cam Ward, you know, we take on the rest of his contract for the rest of the year. Doesn't really hurt us because we're not really shooting for anything. And, you know, we give you another shot. We give you, we give Bernier a chance to redeem himself on another team where, you know, he'd have the chance to take the reins again. You know, and, you know, maybe he plays well, maybe he becomes their guy. If if I was in that situation, right, on the Hurricanes walking onto the uh, the least used goalie lot, right, and I'm looking at the Bernier model, I'm like, wow, you know, you know, this has the potential, right? But I look at I look at Optimus Rhyme over there, and I'm like, uh, can we do the same thing? But then you no, don't no, want to no, sell no, him, no. You know? But I mean, the thing about him is that I think the team wants to keep him. 
I mean, every indication is showing that. You know, just the fact that they've been shopping Bernier. Have they been playing Reimer more? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's been playing almost every game. Wow. This I mean, is a Bernier has been riding. Oh, wow. I mean, Bern, Bernier has been riding Pine, and I mean, maybe not so deservedly so lately. I yeah. mean, he's been playing decently, but, you know, the thing is with him, I'm like, okay, I get it. You want to trade him. And, you know, I like Reimer. I'm a Reimer fan. I want to see him in the net every night. But right yeah. now, I'm like, you might want to be showcasing this guy a little more and not mm-hmm. having him on the bench every night just, you know, to hang on to any sliver of hope that you might be able to deal him at the deadline. I think that either Calgary... Or they're, or they're showcasing Reimer, which I hope not. Yeah, the that would be better very... better be good. The return better be good. I just think or, he's worth the most. You know? or, or, you know... You, then maybe they get a sense that Reimer is going to ask for too much in the summer, which I can't. I, I just can't see him being that guy. But I get that hockey's a business. Yeah, I know. You know, I know how it goes. And I mean, with everything he went through before in Toronto, you I know, mean, yeah, he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna want something. Yeah, you know, definitely more substantial than what he's making. He's gonna want comparable to what Bernie is making now, which he signed with the intention. Of hey, we're gonna have you as the starting goalie. You know, we've given you the reins, regardless of how you played last season. Which, by the way, he had hard. a garbage season on a garbage team. But I think that not enough people were talking about how bad he was playing. Yeah. Even on that team, I mean, he was just not up to where he should be yeah. for a contract like this. I think. I mean, that his agent's probably screwing Bernier's agent. Well, well I mean, he's. Still RFA. Yeah. You know? And they were going to arbitration with him yeah. in the summer, but they went through. I believe they, yeah, they went through the arbitration process. You know, they had that instance of the, the team saying, here's why we want to pay you less. Yeah. And they didn't wait for the arbitrator's settlement before they signed the contract. So they, they went through that whole process. You know, I think that. You could have maybe gotten away with four for him, especially after, you know, last season. But again, I think that, you know, and maybe the onus is on the team a little bit, too, because maybe they didn't recognize the fact that, you know, he was also playing poorly on a very bad team. But, yeah, I mean, it was showing since January when the rails first, like, when it first went off the rails with that team. Yeah, I know what you mean. I I just think that... At this point, like a lot of teams see our Bernier as like he's not worth very much. I mean, I think his value is at an all-time low. Yeah, it's at a very, very pop punk all-time low. And oh, oh, there you go. You look there. You <laughs> go. You could you could play that. If I was him, I'd be really emotional playing some some a lot of pop punk. But <laughs> is that what you do when you're sad? You just uh, you know, turn on some. Uh, Early 2000s Blink-182. The real punk, right? The oh, real punk. God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe. But. Uh, but by the way, I have someone who I know, at least from the hockey blogosphere, who, you know, is very much into pop punk. Yeah. Who's already promised <laughs> to listen to this show. No way. So, so there, sh- there shan't be any pop punk bashing. Yes. All right. All right. No, you know I can't bash Steve. You know that I can't bash it too. It's it's uh, it's prime uh, it's prime nostalgia. College freshman year, Steve. You well, there you go. Can't can't go. Oh, I was boy. thinking. I was thinking more just like sophomore year of high school. <laughs> You see, I got into it in senior year, right? I was a little late. I was I was too. You were a late pop punk bloomer. I was a late bloomer, you know, to the uh, the angst. Well, there you go. But I I did it. I'm I still got a, a soft spot down there for it, you know, down somewhere. Yeah, what can you do? But uh, speaking of emotional emotional breakdowns, you know, Canadians must be having one of those right now. I I, I wrote this <laughs> on the prep sheet today. Because, I mean, talk's been going around. But I am probably the biggest backer you could imagine of just shut down Carey Price. Oh, just don't no, even, definitely. Did you, I don't know if you saw the video of him at practice. Yeah. yeah. No, that's horrible. Dude. He looks like... You're going to rush him back after I seeing mean, that. What? 
what is it? It's the 8th of February. There's two months left in the season. A guy that looks like that yeah. is not – we're not talking like a week or two. We're talking like a conservative four weeks away oh, yeah. from coming back. Coming. And then what? You're going to have a month left in a season when you're already like miles out of the playoffs? You know, oh, this definitely. is a team that's 54 games played, three points out of a playoff spot with, you know, almost every other team having two or three games in hand. Yeah. I mean – that's. They're not coming back. Oh, I mean... I mean, okay, crazier things have happened. You look at the Senators last year who were objectively not a very good team. Yeah. Andrew Hammond was just absurd. I mean, hamburger. The the cool thing is, is that my boy Ben Scrivens has been great the past couple of games. You know, he played back-to-back games for the Habs. They won back-to-back games for the first time. Yeah. Steve. How long? Since November. Holy shit! <laughs> Damn, dude! I thought you were saying like you know, no, 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 December maybe, and no, the most. No. no, they won back-to-back games for the first time since November. <laughs> That's so. And funny. I watched both of them without thinking that I would rather be in hell. Wow, dude! That's a that's a couple stages. They, they looked. I mean, they looked there. good. They looked good both nights against. I mean, ironically. The Oilers and the Hurricanes, who I both pegged <laughs> yeah. as teams who yeah. might still surprise down the road. Oh. And then you lose to the Habs. And the Oilers, you know, surprise down the road. The road's a little long there. Yeah, maybe. The road has been, you know, what, It's been years long, long already, road? yeah. It's about uh, probably as long as the drive to uh, there, LA there, there is nary a glimmer of hope nary. in the eyes of Oilers fans Very these days. Shrouded. Do you think... Yeah. Steve. Yeah, yeah, Avery. That Randy Carlisle should be taking French oh, lessons. God. <laughs> oh, shit. Why did I know you were going to say this? Uh, I have it on my sheet right here. <laughs> Someone start teaching French to Randy Carlisle. That should be official report. Because we know that the reports that Guy Carboneau was uh, talking to the Habs. Oh, that would be a were, disaster. I mean, technically true, but... There was Not a marketing insane. event going on. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like he was being interviewed for the job. I love that I, kind of stuff. I think that general consensus is that Guy Boucher is going to be the next coach of the Montreal Canadiens, which I think is the dream for them. You yeah. know, he's a total, you know, all business guy. You can tell by the you name. Know, I think he did, he did a pretty good job with a pretty bad Tampa Bay Lightning team. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they need a French guy. You I know. mean, that's just a fact in Montreal. They need a guy who can talk to the media. What if they just pulled, like, some, you know, just one of those guys who coached and just didn't fit coaching at all, like Ron Tock, or, or what is Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett. Yeah, Rick Tockett. Oh, we just, we <laughs> just douchebag Rick Tockett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, Ron How Tuck many games nut. did he last? With the uh, with the lightning, he was also Not like arrested long. or something recently. Was he no, really? I don't. When I say Holy recently, shit. I mean like three years. But there was some gambling thing with him. Oh, of course. Was it was it him or was it Barry Melrose who was fired after like five games? I'm pretty sure it was Melrose. It was Melrose. I remember yeah. him. That why, like that was like. Why is Melrose still, like, doing shit? Well, I mean, he's, he's not doing shit. He's doing shit with ESPN, yeah. which is as far away from doing shit as you can imagine oh, if you're... Fucking uh, jab, dude. <laughs> you're, uh... And he, you know, in the hockey media universe. Shit. Yeah. yeah. You are very miles and miles away from relevance if you're with ESPN. I mean, they do have the World Cup broadcasting rights for next year, so maybe we see him step back in. But right now, yeah, I mean, it's very it bad. is still uh, like that. It is a shame. Columbus and they're like, who? It was like uh, ESPN tweeted about Columbus, like who are you or something like that. Oh my god! I thought that was great. I love that phone. snarkiness. Who this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um. All right. So you had um, a couple of nights ago when just to give you a bit of background information. I was invited out to dinner with my roommates. Oh, the freak of China. And I said, maybe. Maybe. I want to watch the Leafs game. Oh, yeah. And they were playing the Senators, and I was like, okay, you know, they're bad this year, but you know what? Battle of Ontario, I can always get excited about this. Yeah. And then, you know, as the day went on and I realized that I'd been sitting around watching hockey all day, I was like, you know what? Um, No. I'm going to go out. And, yeah. I, and I went out. 
And I, I checked my phone, I don't know, a little while after 7. It was like four or five minutes into the game. Yeah. And it was already 3 nothing Senators. And Whoa. Reimer had already been pulled. And I could not have been happier that oh. I... Did not rough. <laughs> stay home and watch that game. I mean, you're one game off of Babcock's a hundred a thousandth game, which he wins. Yeah, against the Devils, against the White Bread, oh, and the you know loaf. they hadn't looked half bad this past week. You yeah. know, maybe they were onto something, and then they just get trounced by trounced. Ottawa, just oh, murdered, yeah. and. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have missed it. You know, it's it's games like that that can really, even if you know your team's not I mean, doing well. I think it was what it was six to one. Yeah, it was six to one. It was. You remember that? Uh, I think it was against Buffalo. The Leafs lost nine two last. No, year. that was Nashville. Nashville. It was six to one. It was six, six to, one. to one to Buffalo oh, when Buffalo man. like was averaging like a goal a game. <laughs> That's great. That, that was like that was. Peak, just apocalyptic Carlisle. <laughs> that was still Carlisle at that time. That night. was, yeah. I mean, I kind of, you know, make the mistake of thinking about last season as all Peter Horacek because I'm so quick to forget that half the season was still coached under Carlisle and there were still so many days when I was just screaming. Dude. Begging, pleading for them to fire him. You know, and I, just all the coaches that have uh, led up to the cocks hiring. The cock. The cock. Like, <laughs> just, you think of even the mind, like Dallas, uh, a.k.a. David Tennant, who well, even Dave, went to well, another well, tail team. Well, David Tennant, um, yeah. Dallas Akins, I thought that... You know, at the time, yeah, and maybe in retrospect, I was I was wrong, but I still think that I still think that he's going to find his himself on his feet in an NHL. I hope, yeah, in an NHL role eventually. I just think he's too good. Yeah. I think that you know, maybe then, maybe the Oilers, maybe that wasn't the time, and oh, I, yeah. definitely the team didn't help him. But I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. when you look at it, when you look at like me. Yeah. Going through, like, Ron Wilson. Oh, maybe he'll be the guy. Nope. All right. He was fired, and Randy Carlisle was hired with, like, ten games left in the season. Maybe he's going to be the guy. Nope. Oh. All right. Peter Horacek has a couple good games to start. All right. Looks like we got our guy. Corsi's good. Nope. <laughs> and, you know, look where it's led us. So maybe I think that it, maybe it was worth the wait. Especially, but I mean, but I mean, you yeah. know, it's not like Mike Babcock has a team to work with right now. You know, it's not like I have agreed with everything that he's done. Yeah. I mean, you know, his use of or lack of use of Brad Boys. I mean, the way that he's played Rich Clune every night, who hasn't been a complete catastrophe. But I mean, you know, when you've got boys in the press box, I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. Spalling. Spalling. Just guys that, you know, maybe you can flip for something at the deadline, yeah. but it would be a miracle. Oh, no. Why are you misusing a guy like Boys who, could you know, I don't care something. who you are, some team is going to want him. He was, he had like, what, 20, 30 goals on the Panthers, like within the last two seasons. Um, I'm looking it up right now. He was, I think it was around uh, 20. He had, he had 21 in 2013-14, yeah. and he had 14 last year. I mean, he, I, I mean, mean, Brad Boys is trailing off. I mean, he's 33 years old. Yeah. But I still think that he's useful. I still think that I he's think he, a Sean Mathias level who's still on the team. Yeah. And, you know, Mark Arcabello, who was actually just called up today, oh. is like one of the top scorers in the AHL. The He's tearing it up on the Marlies. Yeah. Which, I guess, brings me to the other little tidbit that I read today, which yeah. is that Joffrey Lupel yeah. is out with, and this is a new term, a mid-body injury. Mid-body. <laughs> I like that. So, so, so he's out with a mid-body injury. Uh, and he's placed on the IR, so he's out for at least seven days. 
Sean Mathias is out with whiplash, and Tyler Bozak is out with a concussion. Oh my god, that's a line. So this team that has just been melting over the past couple of weeks, especially, you know, it was it was losing JVR that really started it. Oh yeah. But, I mean, god. Jesus. So, I mean, you're looking at a team that's, you know, just called up Arcabello, that's called Josh Levo back up, but, I mean, god. You know, like, how much worse can this team look after the deadline? And, I mean, the other thing is, I'm hoping that these injuries, especially Matthias and Bozak, aren't very long-term. Because so these are guys that you want to get traded. try yeah. to get rid of. And I get that, like, Bozak has a year left. Yeah. But there are teams that, you know, need a center that can afford his contract that will take him. And I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that, you know... He can be the Antoine Vermette of last year. You know, the thing I see with Bozak, though, is that if someone acquires him, you're right, like, he could be the Antoine Vermette of this year, but beyond Which means that, he'd be scratching the plant. Oh, that's, <laughs> well, you can, they even scratched Kimo Timonen, my man. You I know? mean, Which yeah. Which they overpaid for, so I'm okay with that. But, but. you know, Timonen also was... Very old. Didn't play. I mean, he was a shadow of. Oh yeah, himself. after the blood. I mean, it was to get him the cup, which I. Yeah, no, I liked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but speaking of the Flyers, Avery, I wanted to bring this up because we're All talking right. about injuries. Couturier is going to be out four weeks. And my with... NHL 16 does not reflect that yet. Yeah. Because the last roster update was January 14th. And that means whenever we play, I'm going to still have the Coots. The Coots. And... Oh, and... that is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the worst nickname. The Coot. No, no, oh, it's no. So, it's, it's not. So, his name's it's Coots, so, not V Coots. Not like Cooties, all right? Or uh, like oh, any other slang term you can oh, think no, of. Oh, no, it's it's dangerously close to something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, with him out four weeks, there's. Then they can just tank. No, no, no. That, inevitably, that's what's going to happen because back in the 80s, I know if any, like. Any person who watched them in the 80s or 90s or knows about Mark Howe went how the Flyers would play with Mark Howe in the lineup and without him in the lineup. They were great with him in, but back in the late 80s to I think around like 90, 91 where he just, he just retired, they were just absolutely abysmal without him. And you can see that through stats you look at this year. I saw stats Bill Meltzer put up. Um, they're something like two seven and two now without him in the lineup, and they're well, we're not well above, but a decent amount above five hundred with him in the lineup. That's how they went on their streak of. Are they above five hundred right now? Well, I mean, they're they're NHL above five hundred, meaning that they're actually five games below five hundred. <laughs> but we're silly and we don't count overtime losses exactly like a game that you lost, but. I just, I think if he was still around, they've become a really serious bubble team with him, but I feel like that's going to fade away now. I mean, I think that it already has. I mean, you look you look at them, and they're, you know, a point back at Montreal, but they've played three fewer games. Yeah. They're in that weird, like, Carolina, maybe still Montreal if they can claw back category where, you know, it's basically over. Yeah. Just Based on what history dictates for teams that are, you know, out at this time of year. Oh, yeah. But, you know, they'd at least be playing exciting, relevant games. Because, you know, for a team, until you're mathematically eliminated, you're still playing like you can make the playoffs. And, you know, for a lot of people, especially for a team that's not really expected to make any noise or do really anything, it's still exciting to watch a meaningful game in late March or April. But what frustrates me about the Flyers, even if they are out, something they do, and even with this new coach, they refuse to play younger guys when they know pieces of driftwood like R.J. Umberger are just... What about uh, Ghost Bear? Ghost Bear, I cannot believe the tear he's going on right now. I knew he would be okay. He was one of those defensive prospects that gives me a glimmer yeah. of hope for the back line. You, but see, you see, the thing about him is that, you know, I didn't 
hear much about him until sort of like leading up to the All-Star game where oh, people yeah. were trying to vote him in because of his name. I mean, yeah, you know, dude, I won his jersey. You look at other podcasts, you look at Dangle especially, yeah. but I mean, now it's like I'm hearing about him. Now it's like I'm looking at his oh. stats and I'm like, holy crap, like, you know, this is a guy who should be getting more attention. Oh, yeah. I remember him first few games he was in. He's got this chemistry with Giroux where, like, Giroux feeds him, like, the puck on the power play. And he just, he just annihilates. How many of his nine goals are on the power play? That's something that I want to figure out. Probably. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet a lot, a good amount. Maybe half. We oh, can, I, I need to go onto the new horrible NHL.com to look up this dude, stat. It really looked clean from the, the beginning. <laughs> this it's literal, like, trash. WordPress blog <laughs> of NHL. Um, WordPress. Shane Ghost Bear. All right. Ghost Bear. So I, so I go to his page, right? Yeah. And now I have to look at this. I, the, the thing about this new NHL website is that I have to scroll down for absolutely everything. I go to his player page. You know how you used to get the nice little like thumbnail picture Why of the player? Why is picture huge? You get a giant just Facebook full page seven. banner Facebook <laughs> banner picture of him. And then a little circle picture of him. Oh, and then if you keep scrolling down, Adorable. you'll see his stats. Wow, and then if I go too. to his stats, maybe I can somehow find out Goalieman. his... What a shit format. That's absolutely horrible. He's cute, though. He's adorable. Shane Ghostware, are we going to talk about how cute he is? Yeah, we could do that about uh, Neuvert, too. Like, Neuver. Who just looks like a 14-year-old boy? Yeah, like, I don't understand, like, how he has that complexion, you know? Like, I, especially with that goalie mask, you know? You know it, too. You know, all I the know sweat it. in there. I know it. Oh, I, I was about that goalie life. Yeah, we are both goalies here, Avery. Former goalies, isn't that weird? No, we were. We're, We are connected by fate to appreciate Michael Neuver's face. I I can't find out. I I don't. I don't know how to find out on this website. I just want to let you know his point shot's pretty great. He. Now the question is: Is he going to have a couple of years where his point shot is great, Uh, and then? Get traded to Toronto. No, 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 not for anybody. But this isn't going to be. Uh, and then become just Dion Phaneuf point two, two point oh, where he just cannot shoot from the point uh, on the this... power play to save his life anymore. Oh yeah, I thought this was going in a JVR no, direction. No, no, uh, no. That's <laughs> you seem a bit bitter. <laughs> no, not necessarily. I'm more bitter about his term and the amount of money that he's making right now. I think that they need to unload that deal so badly right now. (laughs) And I mean, the other one that they need to unload is Joffrey Lupul. I mean, mean, he's on IR right now. He's banged up for the millionth time for the second time this year. And you know, Sportsnet had a great piece on him the other day that I just wanted to share because I do have a couple of good quotes that I think are really just indicative of where we're at right now in the NHL. But the other thing that I want to ask is, you know, how long is it until Lou Lamorello pulls a Robida on this guy and, you know, maybe threatens him with a baseball bat? But but I think just with with Lupul, if... Lou holds up the baseball bat. Every bone in Lupul's body just shatters, and he oh, and he falls. Dude. He falls in, uh, in just a, into a puddle no. on the ground, like Peter does in Family Guy when he loses all <laughs> of his bones. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I want to see Lamorello put an injury on him, well, just reminiscent of Corey Crawford's Rise Against Concert. Injury. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Lupul's like a big, you know, he's he's at Bonnaroo, he's at all these music festivals in the summer. <laughs> Just, I'm like, if I'm Lou, I'm like, Joffrey, take a couple days off. Go to, go a, to a concert. Go to a Rise yeah. concert. Break your ankle. <laughs> go to a Passion Pit concert. Get, <laughs> get the nice mosh pit, you know, on Passion Just, pit. let's get you on LTIR. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's just never bring you back. That's and so I love Joffrey. But, oh, you know, God. it's at that point where that deal is looking really bad. Yeah. I think he's got a couple more years you know, FNUF has five more years, four or five more years Damn. at like seven mil. Yeah. 
I mean, those are deals that, you know, especially, and we're at the point where I can talk about this honestly. If you're thinking about bringing in Steven Stamkos this year, yeah. and you need to re-sign Morgan Riley this summer, and you need to re-sign Nazem Kadri this summer, these are core players that you need money Stamkos. to sign. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think the Leafs have that cap space, though. You know, I think that's I, I, number they, one priority. I mean, they need the cap space. They don't have... What if he gets signed by the deadline? I, I just, I just want who Stamkos? Stamkos, yeah. No, it won't no, happen. No, no, no. I, no. I am of two minds, and I don't even know which one I would think would be wiser. Which is all right if you're the Lightning and you're, you know, second place in the Atlantic. Yeah, you've got a good run at the Cup. Yeah, where I mean. I'm using that term lightly. You're going to make it past the first round. You'll probably make it to the conference final, and anything can happen because it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Stanley Cup, yeah. But do you do you try to deal him for something? Do you try to get something back, or do you just take the cap space of not having to deal with the Stamkos and be happy about that? See, because if you look at the contracts they have, I in, mean... In all reality, when you're talking about somebody like Stamkos, who's... A franchise face player. We don't know, like, and everybody in the hockey world, like, regardless of, like, what sources you do have, when you're negotiating with somebody like that, it's very tight. And we don't know what the negotiations have been like, friendly. Right, I mean, of course, the only thing that we know is, is that what Stamkos gives away on Twitter. Oh, my <laughs> God, I cannot believe. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. But... I mean, in in all honesty, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you look at it, and this is a team that, you know, had St. Louis uh, demand a trade, and now you're strapped with Ryan Callahan's contract. You know, you're looking at Stamkos maybe walking away. You're looking at the whole Druan situation that, you know, is sort of fizzled, which makes me think that they, you know, have not found a suitor because his value is just plummeted, and Iserman's not stupid enough to make a dumb trade. But, I mean... I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to make of like that situation with them. It's very, it's very tricky one. Like, it's a tricky one. I think so much is happening behind closed doors that you know. You, you the one situation that comes to mind when you think of that is what happened with St. Louis and Stevie Eiserman. Like, why did he want to get out so bad? I mean, besides it was the, the Canadian. The, I, I think it was the Olympic. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the Olympic snub. And that, but I mean, and he made the team because Stan Stamkos yeah. was hurt. <laughs> That's but, so ridiculous. I think that the damage had been done, and I think with Stamkos, you know, there's so much about him not getting along with John Cooper. I I, I don't see it working out, especially since Cooper was just extended. I mean, I just see it as a situation there where, you know, his bed has been made, and he can either sleep in it or he can, you know, hop on a flight to Toronto Get in bed with Mike Babcock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy um, shit. Oh, so I'm going to backpedal all the way to what I wanted to say about Lupul before we got into oh, yeah, yeah. the tangent, <laughs> which is largely my fault, I'm sure. But, you know, he was talking just about, you know, the fact that he's aging, the fact that he's become more of a depth player on the team, and just, you know, the nature of the league now with older oh, yeah. guys. And he said, you know, this is a quote from him. All sports, I think, are always evolving, but hockey's so much different now. The pace of the game, the age of the players. When I came into the league, there was a third or fourth line. Third or fourth lines littered with 35 to 38-year-old guys. You had these old veterans. Now it just seems the opposite. You can't wait to get these guys out. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, like, it's not that far away from the truth. I mean, you look yeah. at it, and, you know, every team would have those guys who were, you know... 35 and over. The grinders. Who are those, like, grizzled vets and those grinders? Oh, yeah. How many teams, you know, now it's, like, a big no deal if you're an over 32 or an over 33. I mean, you had guys like Curtis Glencross who retired over like, the summer yeah. after being traded for a second and third pick at the deadline That's just because there's no jobs for these guys. Yeah, and so there's literally no one you can think of yeah. that is on, like, an energy line. Helping out his team in a productive way. I, remember I mean, a lot of them have just been either sent to the A or don't have a contract. or. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I look at it and I'm like, 32, 33 doesn't seem that old, but it's ancient for, you know, a hockey player 
nowadays, nowadays yeah. especially looking at, you know, the game is so much faster. If you look at a game from, like, if you look at a game from, you know, 03, 04, right before the lockout, and you look at a game now, it's not the same game. You know, I think... It's like, it's, it's the closest thing to a different sport. Oh, dude, that's... Yeah, and I think you're right. And you the, miss yeah. those guys. Oh, I do. I do miss you know the yeah. Doug Waits. You miss the Doug Waits, the Bill Garrens, the guys like Dave Andrewchuk who can oh. like lead your team to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. You know, I think that Beloved. you see so much less of that now. Oh, definitely. And that's sad. Yeah. You know, it's sad to see you know those leaders, those guys who have been around, who have seen it all. You know, who have some really great who have experience, great experience and yeah. stories and stuff. You know, become just a lesser part of the game. Yeah, but I mean, I think that maybe you eventually, as the status quo changes, you see younger guys, you see the thirty twos and the thirty threes take over and become the leaders that you know the thirty eight, thirty nine, forties used to be. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's a big leap, you know, in in the gap between age, the difference. But I think that, you know, you still have this great leadership quality. All of this must have a tiny one of those little shit stars next to it before it starts that says, all of this does not apply to your Amir Yager. <laughs> all of <laughs> Who is <this>. just <laughs> literally just mulleted Jesus, oh, still skating so around, great. lighting up the league. Who is Look, a was a blast to watch in the All-Star game. Oh, yeah. I we, mean... Who we hope is still around for another couple years after this. I... Which See, I, I think I mentioned this to you the other day, but with almost every guy who's, you know, getting up to that 38, 3, 34, whatever, you know, especially noteworthy guys, I look at them and I'm like, you know, are we realistically going to see them in the league, you know, next year or the year yeah. after? I mean, or is that, you know, a pipe dream? The funny thing is, I thought that about Yager, you know, the years when he was, you know, bouncing around from like the Flyers and the Stars and the Bruins oh and stuff. God. That thought doesn't even cross my mind yeah. anymore for some reason. <laughs> because because he it's just like back. it's a given that he's going to be there and that he's going to play lights out, you know, especially for his age, oh, that yeah. he's going to, you know, keep out playing guys who were not born when he started <laughs> playing in the NHL. Jesus. Um, I mean, it's really something. What a guy. Okay, <laughs> one last thing because I can't believe we didn't talk about it. Exactly what oh. I texted you today, which is oh my god, how blessing, <laughs> blessing from the hockey gods. I was like, we have something to talk about on our first podcast, and we've talked about everything but, but it. Yeah. But Dustin Bufflin, Bifuglian. the uh, big buff or big Bifug, Who? if you will, oh. signed five years. Five point, no, 7.5. 7. 7. 7.5 or 7.6. I just want to That's check. That's a crazy amount of Which money. Which I not. like because I think that, you know, okay, I like it in the context of there was a point when the Jets were choosing between Big Buff and, and petering off Andrew Ladd. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, they're going to go with Ladd. They're going to trade Bufflin. Which would have been They're going to really goof this up. But they... You know, locked him up. Five years, I mean, it takes him till he's 35, which, you know, I'm a little bit wary of, especially because of the cap hit. But I don't think he would have taken less, honestly. And I think that if he if they didn't offer it to him, another team would have offered him more. You know... I just think you look at... Now you look at... Go ahead. Oh, no, mine was a little bit more trivial point, where you look at... Bufflin and Ladd and all the teams that are after him and you look you look way farther down south you look at Dale Talon and his little Florida Florida abode and he's still got that little woody for all those Chicago players he had well there you go yeah so he's it's a very good place for one of them to end up just saying now here's the other side of this is that Jets did smart thing number one in re-signing Bufflin yeah. Know, over Ladd. Now they get to, by default, do smart thing number two, which is take advantage of a stupid team at the deadline and <laughs> deal Ladd for more than he's worth. Florida. Florida. Um, no. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't have even thought about it, but it's not inconceivable. 
especially considering Panthers are still first in the Atlantic. Yeah, I'm you thinking know, the Panthers have a good shot this year. You I know, mean, like it's cool to see them, you know, do this well. Especially with Strombone. You know, <laughs> Strombone is still killing it. Yeah. I mean, his contract is still bad. Yeah, but but you make what of it. He's what you ma- can. yeah, and I mean, I'm just happy to see that team and their 15 fans. Get something more than oh. like a thirteenth place finish a in the East. Gut job in there, mm, you know. Well, I don't even think you know. You look at you look at Strombone's five point three three each year, and you look at Mason. Wait, is that what he makes? Hold on. Yeah, I remember it back in the day because you know before this huge inflation of salaries, which has gotten me all like kerfuffled each it's time. Got your Jimmy's, Russell? Yeah, it really has got those Jimmy's like going around. I'm the looking league. up Luongo right now because I also want to know how many years he has left. Oh, I think oh my god. No, he only makes 4.5. Oh, Whoa! because the Canucks retained 800,000. Oh so he makes Oh my god, that's pretty good. He makes 4.5 against uh the cap for the Panthers, which is Jonathan Bernier money. Yeah. And, and um he is signed through 2021-22 with a Holy modified shit. no trade clause, which LOL, he is never leaving sunny Florida ever. Ever. Especially with that. So you better make something of it now. Oh, yeah. He's still with, great right now. I mean, you know, they've got Barkov, who, you know, just re-signed. He's looking to be a real good player. Yeah. You've got beautiful, beautiful Aaron Ackblad, who oh, man, never disappoints. You know, I, like I how think there are pieces there. I think that that team is definitely not as bad as I thought that they were oh. at the start of the year. I was so wrong about that team. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that, again, that's a team that I don't think it's inconceivable that, you know, they make it to the second round, maybe get lucky. The East is such a toss-up with the exception of Washington. I am never going to waver from that, the idea that the Caps are coming out of the East, will make the Stanley Cup final, and will definitely challenge for the Cup. I don't care whether it's the Hawks or the Stars, or whoever makes it in the West, that team is a team that looks just seriously competitive. I mean, they're 38-9-4. and four. They have 80 points already on the year through 51 games. They have, 32, they have 31 games left on the year to make, to make up, what, 12, 15 points? Let's Holy say you need 95 to make it, because that's I want to see a catastrophic breakdown, like three wins the rest of the way. Just play your farm team. That's not possible. They should just do a they should do a roster shift with the Leafs after the trade deadline. Oh god. Um, you know, rules have changed so much since like 2003 where I don't even know how waivers worked back then. Like what the hell? Like how did they even It was a strange time. What a strange time. I mean, I still disagree with a lot of waiver practices now, namely, you know, guys like Frank Corrado sitting in the press box yeah, because you shit. don't want to lose him on waivers. <laughs> You also don't want to play him. I mean, they're playing him now, so, you know, God bless. But That's Jordan Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it better be Wheel than Le Cavalier and uh, Shad, am I right? Yeah. Um, all right, so I just want to wrap up now. Thank you, Steve, for helping me out with this. Oh, man. Um, you can find us both on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Twitter, at TLNO Podcast. And you can find... Me on Twitter at Leafs Ramblings and Steve at I think it's Steve Radzinski at Steve's, one or something like that. Again. Steve Radzinski one, I think. Yeah, I uh, and I'll, I'll I'll tweet about it so that you know how to spell Steve's name. Oh yeah, um, it's a little confusing Polish. And I'm gonna leave. All right, all right. With one last word of wisdom, Steve, from your boy Jakub Voracek. This is a tweet oh, from, from December Voracek. 31. Oh, I see this. Yeah. <laughs> from Jakub Voracek also this is on New Year's Eve so I don't know what he's what is going on <laughs> on this day love people who sitting at home drinking beer or coke scratching their balls and yelling shoot the puck you idiot hashtag huge win I think that's a huge win for us any of the podcasts like that oh, that's a huge win for the whole community isn't it it's a, it's a huge win for the world be immortalized just like Phil Kessel's film.
I'm from the great white north, right? Like up above the state, yeah. the big landmass that the rest of the world hates. Yeah. We're like above that. Fucking north, I guess. The big patch of trees where everybody's bored to death. We're just chilling up here, sipping syrup, playing hockey. Before we learn to walk, we can cross-check properly. Just rocking plaid jackets, chainsaws, we operate them right. Fucking A right we do, bud. We cut our weight in firewood. Every 20 minutes or so, smoke break. And if the Leafs make the playoffs, I'll fucking jump in the lake. Fucking Buddy comes over to my place the other night and he's like, You wanna go out for a rip? And I was like, Fucking right. Yeah. So we hop in the truck and hit the mud and I was like, Oh, fuck yeah, bud.